This is your wrestling podcast fix. New weekly episodes of Insiguri on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Yeah. Every shadow filled up with doubt. I don't know who you think you are, but before the night is through. Yo. Hey. What's so, going on? This is Fran. This is DB Richards. This is JCO. And tonight we have Drew Blood. What companies does he work for? Uh, he used to work for CZW. He, um, right now he's working for H2O. Um, he did a couple indie shows like War Magic, and he's been around. This is typically around the time on the episodes when we try to figure out if we're going to call ahead of time or if we're going to do the phone call while we're already talking. We're going to do the phone call while we're already talking, and hopefully with the slight delay that we had that he's still there. So, yeah, I want to call him up. Hey, Frank, can you plug my phone in? Hello. Hey, Drew, how are you doing? Hey, man, how you doing, all right? Uh, sorry about the delay right there. Yeah, we're just trying. I, I, I replied a little too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're just trying to set up to you know what I mean. So, yeah. um, to introduce us, I'm DB Richards. This is Fran. This is JCL. Yep. Hey guys, how you doing? So, um, I know, like, I want to go back in history, like when you started in the business. What year was that? Uh I. I Training or when did I make my debut? Make your debut. Uh, the, act, the actual date for my debut was uh, August 31st, 2001. 2001. What, well, was, your, yeah. what was your debut match? Who was it against? This guy named, uh, he goes by Amadeus Thorne, but it was Mike Thorne back then. Mike, Mike, Mike Thorne? Thorne. Mike, Mike Thorne, yeah. Okay. So... Like, in that whole time, what inspired you to get into the business? I mean, I mean just like basically anybody else's answer in wrestling. I mean, I, I was always a fan of wrestling. I, I watched WWF, you know, from when I was a kid, you know. Um, I got really intrigued by uh, Macho Man and Roddy Piper and, like, uh, Jake the State Robertson. So I really got into it. My uncle got me into it. He was a big Superfly Jimmy Snooker fan. So, and then I became a Roddy Piper fan, of course. So, you know, that, that ongoing battle. But uh, uh, getting into the business, uh, that just fell in my lap, like, randomly. And uh, an opportunity to start training at some school in South Philly, actually right around the corner from the ECW arena. It was like this small little garage that had a, uh, a boxing ring in it that was, like, makeshift, like, MacGyver put together. It was, like, the worst thing to bump in. It was terrible. I would rather bump on the concrete floor in midwinter because there was a wrestling mats underneath the canvas. And then the entire frame was wood besides the post. And uh, when that when that mat froze over, dude, it was harder than concrete. <laughs> wow. Then you had people saying, "Yeah, it's just like the uh, the heart dungeon." <laughs> and so, oh, dude, yeah, it was bad. It was oh, bad. So, so going so and going we, back to what you were mentioning though about the um about like watching WWE and just everything on TV and being a big fan of it. Was there a particular moment that happened when you were watching as a fan that made you go, you know what? I really need to do this, or this is something I want to do. Um, 
a certain match in particular? Uh, it could be a match, or it could be general. a moment that happened, like in a promo, or just just in general. That the first thing that comes to yeah. mind. Uh, was Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect the Intercontinental Total? Was that SummerSlam of ninety? Ninety one. Ninety one. Awesome. That's my favorite right? match of all time. That that was like the the match that got me hooked on on, on watching wrestling. Like I just thought it was like it, 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 their athleticism at that time was insane. Correct. And that's so what they did. They did the multi headlock takeovers for for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And the whole story, and the whole story behind that match even became more amazing when you know, came apparent about like how how bad or how, the condition that Perfect was in at the time. Yeah, and they said his back was all messed up. Yeah, he he, he was injured at the time, and he, he was he was going full full steam ahead. Like he was the undercard. I think they were first, weren't they? No, I think the they were like mid card. They were yeah, they came around. I guess you know, but that, that, they were early on, you know. So, yeah. and it, 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 he was still, I guess, uh, you know, it, it, he perfectly was intercontinental champion at the time, right? And the headman wanted off him. Yeah, and Brett and and Brett yeah. was still that. That was basically kind of the match that put him on the map as a singles. Yeah, because he, you know, up until that time, it was him and Nightheart. You yeah. know, that, 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 that was like his first actual single, you know, singles rub. And uh, you know he was a workhorse anyway. At that time, nobody could touch Brett <laughs> or Henning. Or Henning, honestly, you know Henning was under uh, way underrated, even in AWA and all. Yeah, those are uh, def- definitely two two inspirations of many people. So, yeah. so, so going back, um, getting trained. Who trained you? Uh, my my main trainer. Uh, uh, he goes by the name Tony Nitro. He was part of a tag team called the Puerto Rican SWAT team. Okay. okay. Uh, they, they had a they had, they, they had some notoriety on the Indies at the time. Um, they actually did some, you know, jobs for WCW at the time on like Saturday night, and uh, and, uh, and I don't know if they did, did Nitro or not, but but they they they, they used to get called up, you know, uh, you know, be the uh, enhancement talent for WCW because they knew. Uh, um, well, who's the guy that was training him? Uh, oh, I forget his name. He used to have a, a beautiful red mullet. Uh, is this, uh, he was a, he was a, uh, enhanced talent on Nitro a lot too. Uh, damn, that was his name. I'm drawing a blank. Trying to remember. Anybody had a big, beautiful mullet? <laughs> There's a lot of. He wasn't in there. the best shape. He was kind of like on the uh, you know you know I would say. Uh, uh, don't like Duggan, maybe. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now I have to go back in like old school Nitro episodes and look. Yeah. Yeah, it was like. Uh, I'm actually getting mad at myself for not remembering that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's move on. Um, so I was looking up your. Um, you've been around with a lot of tag teams. You were. Is this true, Teddy Fine? Yes. Is yeah, there was yeah, cross? That was, that was a cross on a plug, yeah. Okay, and it, Ash he, Samuels. He, he was the, uh, the, 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 the one of many tag teams that, uh, that were experimented during my tenure in the, the PWDs. Okay, and Devin Morris and all tag team partners that you still tag with today? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, out of all the um, partners you had, what... what what um, what were their best qualities? 
making you. Well, I mean, you I get it. Each, 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 each person that I, you know, I, I, I team with, you know, like me and Devin Moore, we, we, we just travel up the road, up down the road for years, always, you know, traveling together. So we, we just started tag teaming early on. And uh, that's how we were getting, you know, booked. We were actually initially getting booked all over the place against each other. Or, like, you know, for like a good six months, it was like me versus Devin versus, you know, whoever was like, you know, their guy that they used against him. So it was like a three-way dance. Like, and it was just like constantly like that for like six months. Then we just start doing tag. We were doing tag teams. And we, we got the, an opportunity up in New York. And uh, we didn't want it. At that time, you know, Homicide, Low-Key, Xavier, uh, you know, uh, Boogie Nights, uh, Christopher Street Connection, and uh, Louie and... Uh, well, them guys, they, they, were, they were like the, you know, the top talent. It, 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 and the El, Queens Elks Lodge is still up where ECW was running. So we, we, we had opportunities to work in that building for uh, Impact Championship Wrestling. And uh, so we just kept going as a tag team. And from there, we were just, you know, start snowballing, getting used as tag team. So we just stuck together and, and went, you know, start becoming a household name as a tag team. And, you know, we start winning championships all over the place. And that's that. So, like, you know, like long-standing, I guess, you know, it, 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 me and Devin just clicked well together, you know, the chemistry. Uh, me and Teddy Fine, I had to adapt to his character, and it's, but and in some way, shape, or form, we were kind of, like, opposite. Okay. So, it, it kind of, can you know, kind of made sense, and it kind of, like, you know, had chemistry that way. Like the eye couple. The yeah, we were called the bosom buddy, so, like, I went by, based off, the, like, the TV show, you know? Yeah. But uh, it, was, it was pretty interesting. But, we, but the, the crowd ate, you know, finally got uh, behind us, and we we ended up being one of the most over tag teams towards the end of the PW days. Uh, here, here's a question. Go back to um, when you were saying that you and Devin had good chemistry in the ring. Um, this is something that we've asked a couple of couple of people. Um, who have you worked with with in the past where like the like the in-ring chemistry kind of clicked together very well and who's somebody that you could think of where it's like okay I thought that working with them would go a lot better than that it actually did uh I just came across plenty of those you know sometimes it was upsetting um but uh you know that you know the person you would you'd be wrestling against that you you know that's like you know on your bucket list you know man I want to have a good match with this guy and uh and 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 stuff just doesn't go right that that happens a lot but it all depends. Like some some people you wrestle, they they wrestle, you know, double, double shots. You know, and like there's plenty of times where I worked the wrestling. I got you know, <laughs> in, in all these W mainstay. I wrestled Sabu, like you know, and he he just got done doing a double double header. He had to do an appearance and another show, and he by the time he got to me, he was you know you know tired from driving all the time. So the match didn't go as planned as well, you know, and and, and he like we he kind of like. Uh, we both agreed and the next time we actually had the opportunity to wrestle each other uh, it, it worked out a lot better but uh so with that one it was I, like just a matter of timing yeah it's you know sometimes it's just like you know it, it's 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 like you know it's just the mood you know that sometimes uh you know the crowd's not hot for a match you know and it, you know because i'm i remember i wrestled connor clacks at the czw and we were killing each other, you know, and, and these guys were sitting on their hands just because they were just, I guess, I don't know, bored. Not bored with the match, they just were bored with the show, and we were kind of like, like later on, and, and we were getting that. Like, I'm, like, I was getting irate over the fact that they weren't reacting to anything, you know, like the big spots, like, you know, with, like even Connor got hurt on one, like, not hurt, but like, he got a stinger on one spot, and they didn't even react to that, and, and he was getting fired up about it. He, was, he started, like, yelling at him and stuff like that, so, but like, you know, 
talking about like where the crowd might be dead and then i mean this could this is just in general with matches where you can tell that the that the people involved are trying to get the crowd back into it instead of just letting everything flow the way that they the way that they wanted to to start out right. with so <clears throat> so like uh, me personally uh it's, 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 you know, if the crowd's always like that that's why i always go back to it i always base my 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 match, you know, uh, by yeah, the equation of a match, you know, with, on psychology, it has to make sense. You know, like, you know, you just can't do spot, 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 spot. Ooh, ooh. Like, uh, you, you gotta, like, build to these spots, you know, to, to catch them off guard. And it's just like, it just, you have to, you know, get the, you have to, make, you know, catch the Ryan and make him the best into the match. It, it, you have to under, they have to understand what's going on. If you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. What was the hardest you, crowd you, for you to work if you, with? If you, if you, what's that? Off the top of your head, what was, what was the what was the most demanding crowd where it was like, man, they're really uh, we we really no, got to work with these guys. Easy, easy. That's very CZW in two thousand and nine. Like you know, they were just they were some ruthless people, and then I, for some reason they were they used to get under my skin really bad, and and I just like kind of like figured out how to channel that into uh, you know, getting their reaction by being because they 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 genuinely hate genuinely hated me and Devin when we first came in. They like they have no no will to even watch us wrestle. They didn't care for us. They we used to get like uh, don't come back. Uh, because, oh shit! You know uh, we hope you die. You know, like and at that time they used to have this wrestling board. Have you ever cwfans.com? You ever heard of that? Hmm. It used to be the most ruthless wrestling uh, uh, forums in the world. Like you know, I, I remember guys like almost want to quit the business because of. Way these fans were like shitting all over them. It was like, like the, the whole they were, they were just, boards. Like, unreal. Oh, and like they used to get to me with me, then I was like, man, you know what? And I could I just work play off of that, and then it, it, it ended up working to a point where I was a heel, and they were I was getting baby face reactions at one point because I was just the way I fed them. But that, but that's because I was getting uh, intimate with them. I was interacting with them on a personal level. So that's what you know catches their attention and keeps them you know you know eyes in the ring and. You know, walk, you know, in every you know step you take, they they follow instead of just wandering around with their eyes, wondering what's next. And you know, you just got to grab their attention. And somebody's here before me. You just got to figure out what they want. You know, exactly. Yeah, they're the ones yeah. that are they're the ones that are buying the tickets to sit and watch and stuff. It's like you know, if you didn't have that, we wouldn't have any wrestling. You know? Right. Do you have any pet peeves like towards fans or towards any kind of match that you put together? Um, like, like I know there's one guy that didn't like when he. Did a body tackle and it didn't go down for the pin. He just went for something else. Well, yeah, you, you'll have those guys. You'll have those guys that'll, that'll, that'll pick up <coughs> every every uh, every inch of what you know what you're doing. You know, you didn't show, you know, you didn't, you know, did that, did that, you know, that didn't look up. It's, but you know, them guys, you know, you just gotta learn to have some and in some way, uh, you know, uh, feed their, you know, feed their appetite, give you know, you know, satisfy their taste buds for what they want to see, you know. 
I have to ask this next. When when you were imitating how somebody acted, like when they when they didn't get a spot that kind of went the way that, um, there's somebody that comes to mind where it's like, okay, they're they're good to work with, but I really need to be on my shit. Like if I fuck up at all, I'm gonna hear about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have those guys too. Like you, know, you get a guy that's like hot, you know, a hot commodity at the at the time, and he's wrestling everywhere, and you get you. you if I get, like, say I get booked against that guy, you know, it's coming up to McMahon, I gotta be on my A game, you know. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, have a bad match with this guy because the guy's on a roll, you know, because he doesn't have any bad matches at this point, you know. So yeah. if it's like, if he has a bad match, it's it's, it's all on you. Yeah. Not him because he's a hot, he's a hot, he's on, he's on fire right now. Yeah. So, you know, if he has a shit match, that's just because it's, it's gonna come off like the guy that he wrestled. Yeah, so it's like it's just a lot of pressure on you like that, but you know, and then and it comes time as time goes. You know, they, 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 that comfortability and that mindset comes with experience. You know, uh, you know, your first couple of years in wrestling, you, you're just getting your niche down. You know, you, you're getting you know, like, you know, your move set, what you're comfortable with doing all the time, what you could do out of nowhere, and, and what you could consistently do every time you wrestle, like a move set. It's uh, you know, it, it takes time to to get that into your repertoire and have and when you're finally comfortable with where you are in the ring and you'll be a, a well-oiled machine at that time you know you, you have experience and uh, it's, it's not like being on a bowl you're having hot matches or hot matches it's a good feeling you know but you just you can't let that fill your head you can't get an ego over that you know because you're going to have a bad match man yeah. It's, yeah. Never, it's never always going to be good. Nobody can be AJ Styles because, you know, once a blue moon, AJ has a bad match. Okay, so um, on the flip side. I mean, Christ, he made, he made, he made uh, what's that, Jimmy Dream friggin' uh, look like a million dollars, and that's, that's, that's not an easy task. Okay, yeah. so on the flip side, who would you say has brought out the absolute best, like, who would you say that you work with has brought out the, like, the absolute best of your ability in the ring? Like you feel like it's always a top-notch performance when you're with this opponent. I mean, uh, wow, that's, that's, that's a good question. Uh, I've had always had good chemistry with Pinky Sanchez. Uh, a lot of people don't have good chemistry with him. He, he, at one point, he was hard to, uh, you know, keep up with. You know, like, a lot of people didn't want to work with him because of uh, how rambunctious he was in the ring. You know, that's how he, he chops like people. He's like a firecracker. But, uh, you know, but me and him just, like, had an instant chemistry in, like, month of, but, you know, we weren't, we couldn't do me versus Pinky eight months in a row because we would literally beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> like, yeah, there, there was not one time where we were not hurting from laying it in. I, I broke my hand punching a steel beam, uh, you know, about chopping, I, I, I fractured my pinky finger, chopping a post, like, you know, he's he's dislo- I've dislocated his jaw. He's dislocated mine. Like, how hard? How hard are his chops? Pinkies. You want to be honest? Truth, his ass is a lot harder than his chops. <laughs> so he would do that running ass. He actually actually gave me an egg on my forehead and a black eye from his ass bone. Oh right God, in the your temple. ass is made of steel. It was the worst thing ever. I was being, what the hell are you packing your ass cheeks with, dude? Like a lead, lead for that plate or something, dude? Brutal. <laughs> he said he has the best chops in the business. Flying butts, oh, man. He has the best Barely chops. I don't know, lessons. man. Honestly, by, by the results of what I've seen, Walter had that. 
by far. Oh, Walter's just plain brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, to me, honestly, anybody that put, he gets put in the ring with, it is not believable, believable to uh, defeat him, in my opinion. You know? like, he's just a, a, a yeah. very, very big and intimidating man. You know, he's got that, uh, literally that European grit to him. He kind of reminds me of... Uh, what you would think of as uh, Drago from Rocky IV, you know, I must break you. you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's he dies, he dies. That's another one of the things about him that makes him so unique is that he's just such a big twer- he, throwback. He's, he's a stone cold, he's got a stone cold look to him, he's, he's ice cold, he, he just stands there and just has the same expression on at all times, even when he's whooping the, the dude's ass, he doesn't <laughs> change the expression on his face. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And it's like, man, that guy just looks rough. And after he chops somebody, it not really isn't loud, but the, the marks he leaves on the dude's chest, like, like shit, he did it to me. Probably had to punch him in the eye. Like, <laughs> I, I, got, I got a question after talking about all that. Have you ever received a receipt or given one? We just talk about question. pinky. Like, I know that. It's only like plenty of receipts. I've been a red for 17 years. I've been a... Uh, I've been dumped on my head quite a few times, but, you know, usually I would follow it up with a quick receipt, you know, and then everything's cool after that. You know, there's some guys in the business, like, when you're when you're a greenhorn or you're new to an area and they don't know you, they're like, who's this guy? He's not shit because, you know, get booked everywhere. But, you know, I was, I was never had that problem, like, ego. Like, you know, I never walked into a place like, man, I'm better than you, you, you. Like, I never gave up that vibe. I was always willing to... You know, give and take, that make it a you know fifty fifty match. I, I think I've never ever been taking advantage of a, uh, a person because of like what what position I am at the time. If I'm getting a lot of bookings, if I'm working all the time, like, at, at some point, you know, I'm, I'm, like, I'm on that hot streak. I'm never like that, but you'll get those guys, and and then they'll try to take advantage of you. But but you know, like I said, you know, as soon as you feel that you know something's not right, you let them know that that's not good. Yeah, Frankie Picard had to do one to the young kids training in uh, Matt Tremont's camp when they did the show. Yeah. They, he gave them a receipt, and I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Was that real first?" You know what I mean? But was there? But, you know, <clears throat> some guys, some guys will just give you the straight up. You know, the only way to give a receipt and that's just punch you dead in the face. Off the blue, that, that happens. You know, oh. it's wrestling. You know, and you know, man, emotions are going to get the best of you if you're in a bad mood. I had uh, Azrael kicked me right in the eye one time because I I, I, it, I, I botched the spot but it, it didn't look botched but to him that wasn't what he wanted to you know, execute so yeah. I paid the price <laughs> you ever have those times where um like when somebody's in the ring and maybe they're not like you hear about this all the time where it's like okay this person wasn't selling so I'm gonna make them sell oh like like the Anoki incident yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you would have to do that. Yeah. It's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that uh you know. <clears throat> so what what was the worst injury you have received in the wrestling business? Oh, okay, all right, yeah. Uh, what do you think my worst injury was? I saw I saw um, <laughs> um you jumping outside and landed on your head in CCW. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, the dude the dude did not catch you once. A good eight minutes, so uh, you know that. Yeah, I, the dude did no, not protect that, you once. Actually, actually, that particular injury uh, uh, made me gain a lot of fear and uh, and taking risks after that. So, yeah. 
and and, 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 uh, and, and coinciding with that, uh, I would be try to be more careful in the ring and uh, and less, less risk, risky, and it would end up me getting hurt. Does it make sense? Like I would get hurt in stupid ways. Yeah. Because you're like trying and, to protect and, and yourself and more, and just put you at risk. You know, taking a risk, and uh, and that's why I had to like retire really because it's like like they 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 screwed up my head really bad, and I, I didn't want to hurt anybody else. You know, because I was hurting myself just like little little stupid things, and you know, it was just dumb stuff. And, and I, but I didn't want to end up hurting somebody in the long run, so I like I decided to you know fall back, and then I guess like I gotta take a sabbatical. In a okay. Sense. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't want to retire, but like at that time, it felt like the right thing to do. And of course, uh, I knew it wasn't the right thing to do. I, I instantly regretted it. Like as my music was hitting to go out for my farewell match, like against Devin, I'm like, I don't know why I agreed to do this. I shouldn't have did this. Like it's kind of late now, you know. What What year was that um, when you retired? That was 2010. Okay. It was like I think it was July of 2010. Then I sat at home for a couple months, and I would still come to the shows and hang out, and you know, maybe Bentley offered me a referee job, and that kept my uh, itch from uh, resurfacing to get back in the ring. Cause, you know, ref- refereeing was actually uh, fun for me. It was something different, and uh, you know, it's something I enjoyed. It was a different way to interact with the crowd and the other guys because I used to mess with wrestlers so bad during the matches. Um, one of the questions from a fan of yours, um, he wanted to know how it was um, transitioning into a ref, then back into a wrestler. How was the transition? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, honestly, the, the, the transition from wrestler to referee was a little more difficult than back to a wrestler. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and it was something new that I had to learn, but like I understood, you know, because it, it, I had already had the understanding, and, it, it, and, and, and it basically, it's like I was, I was always taught that there's three guys in a match. It's not Marquee, this guy versus this guy. The referees involved, right. you know, and, 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 and a lot of people don't realize, man. Like it, uh, referees, referees do have the ability to instantly shit a match up if it's a five star match from the gate. If they you know, screw up a false finish, man, it's instantly shot. Dude. Yeah, the referee they, has they, just they as much like responsibility that. as everybody no, else so, does. So a good referee is, uh, is is always plus, you know, a veteran referee, you know, like, you know, guys like John Finnegan and, uh, you know, like Ring Ladder has their veteran referee. Like, you know, they're always key to have, you know, because, you know, at, you know some companies just throw any guy that's standing around ringside that wants to do something as a rep, and they have no clue what they're doing. They'll get in the way, you know, sometimes they put the most, not the most athletic person in a, in a straight shirt. And sometimes they look like they're about to friggin' keel over because guys are doing one, two, one, two, you know, like, you know, the quick pain comedy. It's, 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 I'd watch almost referees fall out. <laughs> here's a, here's a question to add on top of that with the, with the referees. Um, what's the one, what's the one thing that comes to mind when, as far as like remembering where, the referee did screw up the finish, or like the other person, the, the the person that wasn't supposed to win ended up winning. No, that that, that happens. It's you know they they always say, man, if the guy doesn't kick out, count the three. You know, if it, you know that's that the person the person doesn't kick out, that's on him. 
Yeah, because you it know? looks even worse when there's like a it's like okay that was clearly a three and the referee just kind of doesn't do anything. <laughs> Not everything goes as planned. You know, it's like, you know, you know, a lot of promoters don't realize. You know, they can tell you whatever they want to tell you that they want you to do, but and as soon as you walk through that curtain, you can do whatever you want, man. How are they going to stop you? True. You know it's, what I mean? Like it's like it's all it's so all live. Just don't realize that, and you know, you're like, you know, I can just do whatever I want to. And I walk out there, it's like you know, but you know, he's got pain. You, know, you don't want to lose your money. Whatever yeah. I, I read something back in the day, I know um, the Road Warriors did whatever they wanted. If they didn't think the person they were going to lose the titles to deserved it, they were kicked the crap out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's you don't have rough shot, rough necks like that much anymore these days. I mean, you know, just back in them days in the territory days, it was just you know, winner take all. It's like you know, you gotta, they got to survive. The, you know, the eat. Yeah. So yeah, they just do whatever the hell they want, and that's because they could because they were just animals, you know. Oh yeah. Would you want to disagree with the, the road warriors back in '85 when they were like uh, when they were recklessly stiff with a lot of people? And I could say because they were like still, you know, getting their niche. Yeah. So I, I would, I would have no objection. And whatever you want to do, man, I'll just see for it. So. So I know you've been around in other companies independent, like CZW, H2O, Shakar. You, I remember you telling me a story about that. I would like to hear that yeah, one soon. I've, I've, I've wrestled <laughs> for Ring of Honor. I wrestled for 3PW. I wrestled for Pro Wrestling Unplugged. I wrestled for the JCW, the Juggalos. Um, so out of all uh, the companies, Mid South. Uh, so out of the all the companies, which one were your favorites? I mean, it, it, it all depends on what you know, what, what category you, you break it down with. Uh, you know, every company has its ups and downs, and fortunately, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I was there through the the upstart of most some companies, through the high times and then low times, and then I was there when they shut their doors. You know, it's like yeah. it's just the nature of the beast. Everybody has their hot moments, but some some companies are you know, have hotter moments than other, like PWU. They took a shot at running the arena, you know, neck to neck with CZW. And at that time, CZW was, like, on a downward spiral. Was, you know, just booking wasn't, you know, they were the wrong booker. They just weren't, they weren't just booking. They were, <laughs> it wasn't CZW that they, some fans were used to. At that time, I think it was, like, a lot of just car guys. And then uh, and a lot of uh, California guys from PWG. And uh, so, and uh, Peter, you just had a hot product. It was, it was like every show was like 700 kids with their parents, man. It's like the perfect crowd to wrestle in front of you. didn't have to do much to get a reaction from these people. So the shows look hot. They just, they just packed the building. They just had something that caught the fans' eyes. And it's, I guess they were just looking for something different than CCW because at that time, CCW was the only place that was running out of that building. Man, 3PW was, but... You know, 3PW was just getting a rough start. What? I, when I finally, I mean, Devin finally got a 3PW. It was like the last four shows of its down, you know, its downfall. Like, when we got there, Jasmine was just leaving. Jasmine was just leaving. So, uh, you know, as soon as she left, there was a, you know, yeah. when, when When Dave was asking about um, which which promotion was your 
favorite. I mean, and you you just mentioned it right there where you said that there's just a lot of different variables you got to keep in mind. But um, which uh, which promoters did you enjoy working for the most? Uh, it, it's gonna sound crazy, like you know, uh, like I've always wanted to wrestle for CZW. That was like one of the first indies I've seen. A lot of my, a lot of like uh, the Joker and Black Cheese. That, that they yeah. got, like I trained with them guys. So like yeah, and they went there early on. We could have, me and Devin could have been there at the same time, but like you know, being uh, me, Devin, and Zandig were like ran on something that you know, you know, they would go to the gym and, and, and train at their school. Like then John Zandig wanted me and Devin to be like basically retrained in the CWA. Right. And uh, I don't know. If, but I guess I could say you know, you know, or at the time our little egos got better. But it's, we're already trained, dude. Well, we don't want to be retrained. And so we just, you know, went elsewhere. And, you know, yeah. down the line, I finally got the phone call. I'm like, dude, I, they, they want to use us? I'm going, you know. So then I finally got my spot at CW. And then I liked working for Zandic. And honestly, a lot of people talk differently about him. Like, how he's, like, you know, crazy to work for. But, like, he, uh, he put an intensity and uh, he made your work harder. You know, he made it. And if you did good, you, 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 he gave you, uh, you know, he rewarded you. He didn't let you go unrewarded. You know, if he's seen you working hard again, you know, and killing yourself for the yellow and black, you, know, you, you got rewarded for it. You didn't go underlooked. Right, you know, right. You couldn't ignore it. It's like some people ignore, you know, the guy that's, you know, this guy's been getting over for months and months and months. And he just keeps, you know, losing and losing and losing. And nothing's, you know, no momentum for him. And the ending wasn't like that, you know. He's seen as you were working hard and you were producing and, and the crowd was reacting to you, you got rewarded for it. If you, you know, if you went to bat for the company, if something happened, like say somebody got hurt and you went out there and took the guy's place, like he, he rewarded you for stuff like that. You know, just being a company guy. You know? yeah. and John was very, very, uh, in my opinion, I, I liked working for him. You know, he was tough. He was tough to deal with, but, you know, you just had to learn how to work with him. A lot of people didn't know how to do that. It was just, they were intimidated by him. Right. <clears throat> like, once, once you kind of like you know, you know, <clears throat> puffed your chest out and kind of like you know didn't didn't like you know back away from him, he 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 he, he kind of respected you more for that, you know, standing well, up to him and you know uh, being intimidated by him. Yeah. Um. When we were sitting on the ride home, and you brought up the story about working for Shakara once. <laughs> Could you tell me this story because I loved it? And... Yeah, he, he, he really wants to, he really wants this uh, revised. Yes. <laughs> uh, driving, I don't even, we got booked for the Tag World Grand Prix, and uh, we walk in there and uh, it, it, little, little, it, it was, to be in the most polite possible way, it was different. You know, uh, a little a little off putting for me because I honestly didn't know who was a wrestler and who wasn't because everybody in the locker room had a mask. So I'm like, uh, confused as hell, you know. I don't know who to say hi to and I don't know who's a wrestler and who's not, you know, it's like but uh right off the gate, Devin, we get up there and they have the uh, the sheets up for like, you know, what match order and stuff like that and he had everything written out for you that way he wanted it and uh, even promos like word for word and it was just we weren't comfortable being that scripted I guess because you know we, we, 
you know, we, we, with me, that will always like to work on the fly. Sometimes yeah. we don't we don't like to even discuss anything. If I mean, there's been times where you know we were running late to shows, like you know if we had to travel far and we ran out of traffic. I've actually gotten dressed in the back seat of a car and hopped out of the car and went straight through the entranceway without even talking to a guy, and still pulled off some you know some of the best matches that you know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot, sometimes it's a lot better to do that because it looks more genuine because it is genuine. You know, there's, you know, it's it's you know. It turns into more of a real uh, uh, about, or, you know. You know what I mean? It, it turns into a, more of a real competition. Uh, or so, that way. so how it's, big are the scripts? Man, you are still on there. He had about um, I'm talking about eight sheets all the way across the wall. The entire show, and it was like paragraphs after paragraphs. My match, my tag match alone had at least uh, almost a full page of, of scripted. Word for word, what do you want? I mean, I'm like, Devin was like, no, this shit ain't going down. Like, this ain't happening. <laughs> so, like, so in a nutshell, we we finally get to the, uh, the, the locker room meeting was like the initial start of everything. But there was a lot to lead up to the locker room meeting because I'm like, oh, man, what, what, what are we in for here? And uh, Quackabush decided to, like, you know, we would like to thank Notorious Saint for the house and the uh, Usually when somebody says that, it's like like a rib, you know, like, you know, the low draw, they probably like to thank you, uh, Devin Moore for the house, you know, everybody give him a round of applause. Well, obviously, Dev didn't like that because to him, Quack the Bush didn't know us. So you can't joke with us like that. Uh, you don't know us that well. Only yeah. like our close friends did to do that, you know, without us getting irritated. Anyway, you can't shit. Like, we're in right in front of the whole locker room, everybody just went, oh. <laughs> like, we're all quiet. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, well, there goes my opportunity for trios. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Quackabush didn't, like, he kind of, like, didn't even acknowledge it, but I know he just gave, like, that little look and didn't know what to say himself because I guess he's not used to people talking to him like that, you know? And, uh, yeah, that was, that, that was our uh, quick in and out Chikora career. <laughs> One and done. <laughs> One and done. <laughs> yeah, I hear that uh, Quackabush is yeah. definitely the character like as far as uh, a, someone to work he's with a, so. he's a particular you know, to, to say the least that's, that's he's, you try to come up with the nicest thing possible he's very particular like he's yeah. the e-fed he's the e-fed guy <laughs> yeah like, like uh, he, he would he would eat up three or four spots on the show with just having him under hoods <laughs> and I didn't personally like that because you could have you could you, you know give people other people opportunities you know yeah. Oh god. I was never. I, I was never about a promoter. Uh, any, that working for a company that, that the promoter would. Uh, I was. I used to call them, and it was. It's an old saying, and like uh, I used to call them spokes. These guys are fucking spout and it's self put over. You know, like the only way he would ever get over is if he ran a company himself and put himself over. So that it's, uh, he spun himself out. <laughs> you know, that's the only way he'll ever get any rub. So. And then there's there was plenty of those like you know cause like you got like all these companies like you know that are top tier indie level. Then you have the underlining, and then underneath that we call them the shindies, the, the shit indies. <laughs> you know these oh. are guys that are like you know wrestling in their in their pair of jeans and uh, you know basketball jerseys and don't even look anything like wrestlers, more like meth cooks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there's something that you just mentioned. 
the shit indies. Which men, which uh, brings up Dave's favorite question. So, um, you ever soiled yourself in a wrestling match or throw up in a match? Did I ever what? You, you ever, ever shit s- your pants in a ring? Or throw no, up? No, no, uh, I've I never done that. Um, you never pulled I a Tillman. I close because I, 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 somebody, I, I forget who it was, uh, somebody gave me a double stop. I was on the top rope and, and it, it kind of like hit my stomach and I, I oh. just thought I shit myself, but it was just a false alarm. <laughs> but, uh, me and Devin, uh, we, we uh, used to wrestle for uh, WXW, uh, Wild Simone Gotha, up in Allentown. Okay. And uh, we stayed up there because we did a Friday night show and a Saturday night show at two different buildings. Well, of course, when we go up there, we hang out and have a good time. And I, of course, had a bit of a hangover the next day. <laughs> so uh, I was stupid and decided to take two stacker twos and a energy drink that I refused to even look at when I go into a, uh, a convenience store, uh, NOS. Because the mixture of those two put me in a whipcord of uh, a caffeine rush that I was... I couldn't blink that much because my eyes were so bugged open and uh, I was standing on the apron like, you know, as he's wrestling, uh, it was actually against Lucky and uh, Orange Cassidy, who uh, they used to call J.C. Ryder back in the day. Okay. Um, and I'm just standing on the apron and out of nowhere, I just cheerily turned my head to uh, the wall and uh, threw up repeatedly. Uh, and then uh, finally it was okay to get in the ring, tug in, uh, did one spot where I took a bump, I rolled out and went underneath the ring and threw up even more. Uh, it was just a bad, bad day that day. <laughs> oh, gosh. Is that kind of like yeah, the go-to I, spot for I people? Cloudy. Cloudy used to throw up almost every match. I, I heard that. Um, a friend of mine yeah, was talking about Cloudy before, earlier. Just out of nowhere, like, Jesus Christ, Cloudy. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So you're working for H2O, Matt Tremont's company. How, yeah, how's, it, yeah. how's it working with him? Matt's, Matt's, uh, Matt's very easy to work for. Uh, number one, he is uh, he's 100% invested in what he does business-wise. And he doesn't do it, you know, because he's in there to make money. He, he, he's in there to produce a good wrestling company, uh, give guys opportunities. Yeah. Uh, Matt was always for the boys and will always be for the boys and he's never been selfish he's always putting people ahead of him before he would put himself over like, he just wants a good product and he wants he, he, and he wants he, he's, he invests in making the fans happy because honestly without them for him and he tells me this all the time he's like I wouldn't be the bulldozer you know the, the, my diehard you know people had you know followed me and and it stuck by me thick and thin, every injury, through every heel turn, whatever. And he's like, I just want to give back to them. You know, it's like, so that, that's his whole point for H2O. And yeah. of course, to give guys that are being overlooked uh, an opportunity. He's, he's, he's got 21 students. Like, I don't know any school right now besides Greenwater. I don't even know if Greenwater has that many students. I think he just had a couple more the other day. 24, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two more the other day. Yeah. But uh, you know he's he's on a roll. He's on a roll. You know, it's just, I, I, I just you know wish the best for him. You know, and I, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. You know. Have you thought about going up there to um, help um, teach the kids some ma- like the yeah, matches? I was just up there the other night uh, training uh, students. I, I ended up getting there a little late, but uh, that but uh, whoever some of the students that stuck around got a little personal one-on-one and intimate time. You know, like you know because there wasn't. 
21 students on a ring apron, so you got a little more, yeah. you know, one on one time with you know, certain people. You know, mm-hmm. that's where I would ask them, "What do you want to learn? What do you What are you interested? In? What do you What do you What do you feel you need to work on?" Yeah. You know, like, so, like you know, what preacher and what Matt's doing, and plus doing the um, the five dollars shows to teach the kids that yeah. um, you got fans out there, you want to entertain them, and it's trying to work in front of crowds. Yeah. Well, and, uh, uh, yeah. Honestly, and, and it's the only way you're going to learn it. You're not you're not going to you know learn any experience wise if you're just constantly training in the gym waiting for your debut match. You yeah. have to have some kind of uh, in ring experience in front of a crowd. It, 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 it's needed. You know, it's, it's in order for them to get comfortable with themselves and, and, and comfortable in the ring. Yeah. You know, it's not easy to, you know, to, for some people to talk in front of a crowd. You know, they, they, they get stage fights. It's, it's not it's a big common thing in wrestling. Like, the guy could be amazing. Like, he's a natural talent, but this guy can't talk in front of a crowd. That's that's a big problem. You know? They, so it's like, they need that experience like that. So those student shows, the least of course, they, that's... that's you know, they're, they're the best thing you can do for these guys. Yeah. Um, it gives them that ability to build a character. Yeah. So, um, I, I like to ask this question, too. I wish I did it earlier and I didn't put it in the right order. What was the best advice anyone in the business had given you? The best advice? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, got, I've, been given, I've been given some good advice over the years, and, uh, but, like, um, Oh, there's always one that stuck by me, and it was my trainer gave it to me from day one. He goes, I'm going to let you know right now that this business is a cutthroat business. And you're going to realize the hard way, or you know, you're going to you know, make it easy for yourself that no matter how much people act like they're, you know, you're a genuine you know, friend, or that they're always out for themselves. Yeah. And it, it, it is a business to, to, to uh, you know, most people. Bigger names. It's 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 their, it's their money maker. It's what what they make. That's what they do for a living. You know. So to them, you know, it's they, they got it. You know, that's that's their, their bread and butter. That's how they survive. So you know, but some people have that attitude. Me personally, I I, I feel that you know, seventeen years in this business, I'm on the downslope. Personally, I mean, I'm I can still wrestle, but I I'm not as quick as I used to be. Yeah. Uh, I'm not as young as I used to be, and I don't feel. As uh, quite fit or uh, you know, inf- infallible as I used to be. Yeah. So you know, if, if, like at this point in time, I'm just there to, you know, push back. Yeah. Back. the younger guys and uh, you know, give them experience. Yeah. And you know, and I, I still got to write off a bucket list too. I'm not gonna lie, you know. So. <laughs> so there are um, a couple things that I need to you know check off before I uh, give the old Evo. Yeah. What's left on your list? Uh, I got a couple things on my list, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm trying my hardest to make my number one a reality. But it's it's it's, it's been a long journey in itself. But uh, I'm putting a little more effort than I used to. Uh, I just want to do one tour Japan and get my Ribera jacket. Okay, okay. That'd I don't care awesome. if it's one match and I fly home. I go to the steakhouse and I leave. I'm good. <laughs> but I, I just need to you know get in there and do some Japanese strong style with somebody. You know. Get a couple teeth, wiggle loose. I'll feel great the next morning, and then I'll be satisfied. <laughs> nice. So, with with being in the business for seventeen years, do you have any Trent Asset or Nate Hatred um, stories that one of the questions from Dave Keener asked? Dude, we we could do a whole podcast on just Trent Asset stories. <laughs> I, I I could go for three and a half hours, and that's just you know skimming the top right there. That's 
we could do we could do something one day. Um, you know what I mean? But uh, there's one thing that I always in my back, always in my head, I constantly think about yeah, with Trent. He was without a doubt in my mind, and in my opinion to this day, the single best wrestler on the Indies in the 2000s. Like he was untouchable. He was so good. He was so over with the crowd. He knew how to, you know, get under their skin or get, you know, get them to be behind him. He was that that good. And like on his worst day, he would best the top in the in the business. You know what I mean? It's just in that. It's just he was just something to watch. You know, it was just unbelievable. You know, he was just that good. And I always think about how he would fare in the business today with with some of these newer guys. And I honestly think that, you know, he'd still be in the top five to ten, you know. Yeah. He would be with no problem keeping up with some of these guys that are doing you know, they're just like extremely naturally talented in the wrestling right now. Yeah, I still remember watching uh Trent back in ECWA and he didn't even have to do a whole lot to connect no. with most of the no. crowd. Like it was just his no. natural charisma they had. Nothing. The king of stall. <laughs> I, I do forget that. I do have an old question. This one's from a guy named Dave Parker. Have you ever heard of Hard Knock Society? Hard what? Hard Knock Society. Uh, I didn't catch the last... Uh, what was it? I heard at Hard Knocks. What was Hard that? Knock Society? Yeah. Hard Knock Society. Uh, what, is it a faction or a company? I think it's a company that's getting really started. He just he asked the question. So, uh, I mean, I, 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 I've, I've seen something about that, but I, I just, I didn't know exactly what, what it was. And, you know, like companies, you know, start up and shut down within one show a lot, you know. And, yeah. and, uh, but uh, I, 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 I remember reading something about the Hard Knock Society. You know, it's, boys, do you want to book me? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Dave, do you want to book him? There you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get some contact We'll get some contacts there. for him. I mean, I, I'm easy to work with. <laughs> Speaking I'm of, um, I'm good looking now. <laughs> <laughs> um, be- be- before we uh, wrap things up, was there any um, any plugs you wanted to do, or like ways that people could follow you on social media? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you got a WrestleMania weekend coming up this weekend, and uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you see me and Devin. Uh, a quote unquote pop up out of nowhere this weekend. Ooh. So, uh, you know, I'd keep your eyes open for that. You know, I'm all excited about, you know, it was very last minute, but uh, actually I'm excited about being part of WrestleMania weekend this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but, uh, you know, I, H2O, really, you know, H2O.wrestling.com, and uh, I'd love, love guys, you know, get, you know, come follow that. You know, they're, they're starting to get a good following. Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys can catch me at Pro Wrestling Magic. I mean, right now I'm suspended because I beat people up for no reason. <laughs> yeah, know, Pro Wrestling Magic. Since when, since when did that get frowned upon? <laughs> Pro Wrestling, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's a fun company out there. They have good storylines. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, uh, in, in, in in the last two years, I would say that I've, I've been trying to reach out and uh, branch out again, you know, to get, like, you know, get, get, get on, on the road a little bit more before, you know, I, I decided to call quits in, I don't know how many years, maybe 10, 3, who knows. 
Do you have any plans just to be a booker and behind the scenes somewhere? Actually, the, the, my main goal is to, honestly, uh, I, I would love for a promoter or a company to say, we want you to write for us. And uh, because, I mean, the dude, I just, I just got so many crazy ideas. I got like Eddie Guerrero type <laughs> trickery. And I go, it's just, I'm all about psychology. You know, it has to make sense to me. Yeah. Look if, you're, at- if you're going to do it, it's neat. What are you doing it for? What's the reason why you're doing it? Look at Adam Pierce and um, Steve Carino. They've never been in WWE, but they're in there working as a backstage guy. Or... Yeah, well, what does that tell you? I mean, like, you know, it's not because they, they, they weren't good wrestlers, but, you know, th- their minds are more valuable to them than their their uh, than their talent. Yeah. And uh, both, and, and, well, you said two names, Adam Pierce and Steve Carino. Yeah. Steve Carino's one on the bucket list for me, but uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Is it, uh, <laughs> I, I, I would always, I've always wanted to work with Steve Carino. Huge fan of his. You know, I followed him before he was even signed for with ECW. Yeah. But uh, I actually had the opportunity to work with Adam Pierce, and that was that book he was throwing at me. I was like, the Adam Pierce, like scrap that, he scrap iron. And uh, <laughs> man, that was like one of my favorite matches because it was one of those things where I'm like. Hey, do you know, he's like, oh yeah, there's a guy, you know, we've been that before, Ring of Honor and all this, he's like, uh, I just, you know, just, you know, just uh, see you out there, he goes, I like that, you know, like, you know, we went out there and just felt each other out and worked, like a genuine work, you know, wrestled each other and felt each other out, and it was like, I still to this day can't get that, that, that video footage that pisses me off, because it was like one of my favorite matches as my comeback, and it, it was, a, I, I just thought it was a real stellar match with him, you know? Yeah. And obviously, a lot bigger than me, he, he wasn't, you know, one-sided. We uh, we, we had a decent back and forth, and then the crowd ate it up because, but like, like I told you, we we got them involved, invested, you know, we a, we got, you know, we made them feel part of the show, you know. So they, you know, if, if they're not, if they're bored, they're not going to be uh, interested in anything else. They're just going to continuously be bored if they're not, you know, if something doesn't catch their eye. They don't feel a part of it, you know. That's the whole reason they come out, you know, to get to escape reality for a night, you know. They, they pay twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. When people pay forty, but you know, yeah, they want they want an experience. They want they want to be a part of something. They just don't want to be. They could you know sit there and watch that shit on TV. It, it's just you know, you know what I mean. It's like totally yeah. different, you know. I would like to thank you very much for coming on and all. Um, when you're on Densegore, you become part of the family. Thank you. You guys adopted me? Yes, dude. It's yeah, amazing. If there's ever anything that you want to like share on our page or whatever, like we, we keep it open right, so for anybody that's been so on the family show. dinner. Family <laughs> dinner whenever you want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I appreciate it, guys. I had a lot of fun. I always have fun. I, I, I like, you know, I like doing podcasts or guys that can actually do you know, it's like a conversation. It, 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 sometimes, you know, they get repetitive where it's like, it just feels like a, a job interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's, like, but having, it's, a, it's like sitting at a, at a bar and having a couple beers conversation. But, I mean, but it's, it's a job interview where you ask if somebody has ever shit themselves. And that's the yeah. best. <laughs> you, 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 if you're if you're in construction and you, you, get, you, you go to a company in New Boston and the first question that he asks you know how to read a measuring tape and I get pissed off about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, why do you want to work here? Me? It's because I need to I need to make money. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I what is a measuring tape? Yeah. What's a measuring tape? <laughs> Oh my gosh! But you know, it's like it's 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 it's, 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 it's just gonna have a good time. Actually, I, I, I like having fun wrestling. 
know what I mean? I don't make a bunch of money on it, but I just love the business, man. I, I, I watch wrestling. I, I, I appreciate I appreciate the art I uh, of it. Uh, British strong style lucha libre, man. It's just, it's just, the shit amazes me. It's just it's what, the, what what people can do in the ring. I just don't understand why people get bored with it. Well, no, I do sometimes. There's, there's little shit bags out there, but you said you said British. I believe that to the shindies. You said British strong style, and like there was a bunch of heart emojis that just went over Dave's head. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I got a six disc William Regal best of all the way from his days on the pier against Robbie Brookside, Dave Finley, man, uh, dude, it, it was the best fifteen dollars I spent, and I found that in the middle of a uh, lacrosse, Wisconsin, in the middle of nowhere. This this, this tape trigger ad, I was like, dude, how much is that? Six disc is fifteen bucks. I was like. I'll get that it. is sold beyond belief. So you're not going to get this on the network. Oh my gosh, that's Hell a, no, dude. It is, I need it. I need that disc. It is like one of my prized possession DVDs because I. But if I lend that to you, man, that means I like you a lot because <laughs> you know. But I want it back. Oh, you'll get it back. You'll get it back. I'll I'll make copies for myself. Yeah, I would never lend it to Trent Asset because he borrowed half of my PW collection. The guy who like owned the company and uh, I never got any of them back like now I don't have any time <laughs> so he was kind of he was kind of like the girlfriend that would always take all the clothes and never bring it back <laughs> yeah right yeah. but somehow she still has a drawer full of her shit in your place <laughs> <laughs> okay no, it, it, it was a pleasure man it, it was a pleasure yeah, no I had a great time man I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me on man I uh, always have a good time you know, I'm always down to chat raffling <laughs> Oh gosh, I can't wait to do this again one of these days. Yeah, man. Well, you know, we, we can probably do one of them on the road ones if you want. If, you know, if we ever, uh, you know, to travel together again, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen eventually. Yeah, yeah. He, likes, he likes he likes to do the ride along. So I like he, the ride along. He's very much a mark for that show. So I know. I have. Um, on the road, and I've always I've always played. Uh, RF used to do on the road or, uh, with so and so, and then again, and I said, man. I don't know why they didn't try to do an on the road with Notorious Sink. That that's just a money maker in itself, especially right. with Devin Moore. Right? <laughs> He'll and fall asleep in the back. He'll be telling you like, stories. It's like genuine. He'll fall asleep with Gangrel. <laughs> 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 oh, you learn a lot in seventeen years, and you see a lot. <laughs> hey, we we always you're always welcome to join us, watch pay per views, and and. Sit there and chit chat on our shows. In the future, yeah, I'm actually real excited about this takeover coming up. Because Adam Cole's actually oh, getting a, an opportunity. You know, and I've seen that kid start from his day one. You know, it's something. It's, it's just something different to see guys that you uh, watch. You know, ask, you know, elevate themselves in this business. You know, it's, it's guys like him who have you know the the love and the passion and uh, the respect for you know the people that you know paved the way for them. You know, it's. I, I only, I only, I don't waste my time with guys that have egos and think they are the best thing for slice bread because, you know, you know what happens with slice bread? It eventually gets stale. <laughs> Dave's Twitter is slice bread number two. Yeah, my my Twitter uh, is a little spanky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian Kendrick. Yes, thank you. All right, guys, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, but uh. I have to go myself because my three-year-old daughter is attached to my leg right now. <laughs> you have a good one. Have a good night. You have a good night, man. I appreciate it. Thank see you. you. Uh, I will see you guys later. Okay. See you. All right. Bye.
so what interviews are coming up they have scheduled there only one left for this month oh wait oh not in this month next month we got I hit the wrong button Mike Dell on the 14th Mike Dell Mike Dell Dave's favorite wrestler um no, there's something that I would love to um, find out because Frankie Picard and Mike Dell's matches in the independent scenes are not getting pushed anywhere else. They have great matches. They have a feud going on and nothing. You know what I mean? So I want to see what he feels about Frankie's that. Frankie's huge with promoting his feuds on Twitter, though. Yeah, he is. Like, yeah. I, like I know this guy. So he's cutting promos and doing all that stuff on, because, on Twitter. It's kind of awesome. No, because like um, he's... People out there, like the people that love them, they're like, oh, we love you. And like how they do with Insigori, they go, we love you guys. And, and Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. So um, he just wants people to go, hey, Frank Ricard is a good wrestler. Why not put him on the show? He's not getting that. He has goals that's not getting anywhere, but he's trying to like do these promos to get himself over. So they're not bad. I'm enjoying them, and... I can't wait to see more. So this is something else. I know that lately that we've been pushing the interviews, and that's good. That's good. But as far as the the normal like three-person podcast episodes when we do have them, if anybody has any suggestions for topics or anything that we could do to make those episodes better, or you know what, even the interview episodes, just anything, criticism, Whatever, whatever we can do to improve, let us know. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, questions! Please put out questions. Like, we just, love to hear all of your feedback. Yes, definitely. Send it to. I, you you can say, oh, we love you guys, or this person sucks. But <laughs> I just want to fucking hear it. All right. Um, oh, the other thing. So another episode that I've been talking about for a while, and we're gonna work on this soon, possibly even. Next week, maybe I don't know. Is the retro active episode where we cool. take a take an era, like it could be ruthless aggression, attitude era, whatever. Specifically <coughs> WWE because that's the easiest thing for us to talk yeah. about, and we'll do a podcast as if we're all sitting down, getting ready to watch something like WrestleMania twenty one. See, but, you know, see the greatest thing about next week, it's our regular pod, like. There's not doing... 100th marks, episode. Not marks and roundtables, not single shots, nothing like that. It's 100. Oh my gosh, can we just have like balloons like on The Simpsons did their 100 episode? <clears throat> no. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this for... A long time. Yes. And, oh my gosh, can we like... Get some clips and just throw it out there. It's like, whoa. Well, our very first episode was Big Show versus Shaq. And that was like, my um, my um, computer had a little gun glitches going on. Yeah, and then we spent about the next month where you couldn't talk because your because your voice was shot. So. Yeah, and that wasn't my voice being shot. It was me being sick with ammonia. Ammonia. That's uh, the stuff that you clean floors with. Oh, whatever. That's why your voice was shot. You were sick and it made your voice shot. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, so, so, if there is, for the 
for the people that we know that actually listen to every episode yeah um is if there's any period that you would like us to cover let us know let us know everything okay i do have a um, question well before you you know go ahead okay i do have a question because um um april 21st it is easter and you guys want to take want to take off could we do like monday and just do like a retro episode okay so this is this is um these are uh, management meetings that we've had or whatever you want to call them where we tried to discuss the holidays that we would take off basically it's it goes it's it's each holiday we we just look at it and what would work best for all of us. Yes. So if there's possibly like something like like Christmas, Thanksgiving, even if it doesn't fall on the podcast day, mm-hmm. like you know, you still that whole weekend is kind of like that's Yeah, I know. That's the holiday as a whole. So I know. I'm just But then but then other ones that we might not really care too much about, um we'll keep those in mind also. So but going back to um, April 28th. I'm not sure about Easter. We'll figure something out. I mean, that's still a bit away, so. April 28th, we got the classic Eric Martin. This oh. dude's making names for himself in the Independence League. And in the future, I'm telling you, he might be in the WWE maybe by maybe two years from now, in my option. This guy's really good. Opinion. In my opinion, yes. Did I say my opinion? Option mixed up with I, I, I don't know, man. I'm just not thinking. About it. We're gonna give you a Jim Ross, hat, okay, <laughs> <laughs> like, or, or start calling you Mike Adam Lee. So um, then we got May fifth. It can be open for a retro episode. You know what I mean? Well, that doesn't have to be a regular thing. But like I said, if there's anything else, any other topics that we can cover, yeah. Let us know. May 12th is Topa T. He's coming back because I screwed up and lost his um interview. That was my fault. Stupid man. You know what I mean? And before we hop off, or actually, I'm sorry. Was there anything else? I'm yes, I want to finish up May and I'm done. Um, 19th is Money in the Bank. And then May 26th, we got legendary, independent, primetime Amy Lee. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. We're not doing anything the 26th of April, right? Just to clarify. 26th of April? Yeah. That is a Friday. Yeah, no, I'm just making sure. Because Mm -hmm. if you are, I'm not doing it because Avengers is coming out then. It's a Friday. Dude, I'm... I'm... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Avengers weekend. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're not going to be one of those people that watches this movie like over and over and over again, are you? you. Dude. Really? Dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. I can't stand those the, people. The 28th? The 28th is Eric Martin. You're going to miss that for Avengers? Are you really asking that? I mean, that's kind of a... I mean, most anticipated movie of the decade. Dude, I'm going to go see the movie too, okay? It'd be cool to go, hey, you want to go see the movie? Oh, oh you yeah. Know, cool. You know something we should have asked? We should have said, so, do you think that uh, Ant-Man's going to crawl up Thanos' ass? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before we wrap things up completely, our plugs. Let's give out some plugs. Okay. Um, I Shout put out a- to... Markout Club and Wrestle Cave. 
Okay, I want to say thank you for plugging in my computer so I could do the interview. Oh, not that kind of plugs. Go to hell. Uh, Josh has <laughs> five takes, which um, he's 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 been on top of that lately. It's 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 been a good read. Yeah, I actually had a friend of mine that was mentioning it. He was like, "Dude, he's a good writer." So yeah, I would like to have him on again. You know, me very soon. Oh, um, and uh, for any of you guys that managed to score tickets to Joey Janela's Spring Break Three, take uh, pictures. Yes. Also, uh, be on the lookout for a special guest, Bogus Sting. Ooh, oh my god, that is awesome! <laughs> oh my gosh, wasn't that Dude. like Jeff Farmer? No, Dude, I don't know. NWO name. Sting. He was huge in Japan. What was his name? <laughs> Jeff something? Yeah, or? it was like Jeff Farmer or something like that. Yeah. NWO Sting is awesome. He's right up there with Glacier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Like to thank uh, all of our past guests. Dude, and, like, the one, and the ones that continue to plug us, like Frankie, which yeah. he does, he, he, he tags us just about every person. Oh, can I tell you a story that happened to us the other day? Sure. Okay, so we're coming back. I'm like, let's hit a diner. He's like, okay, let's go. We went to All City Diner, okay? Yeah, I remember. I saw that on Facebook, but... Okay. Ahead. So, you know, going to the diner, the most out of four people you might have to pay, maybe 50 bucks, 60 the most, you know what I mean? You want to know what our bill was? 105. Yeah, why is that? Because you're eating with a because you're eating with wrestlers. They uh, you know, they got No, it's not, it's not that. Well, that could be a reason why. <laughs> no. They added onions and cheese was like almost like 3 bucks each. Yeah. To put in your omelet. They add dude, everything was like expensive. Like 5 bucks for a goddamn tea. Wait a second. Um I think uh, Chubby actually like he put something on Facebook the other day or whatever where he, he was talking about like I got this hot dog this that and the other I don't know if it was hot it was like concession food yeah and like he, he was like 50 60 70 80 dollars what the hell man yeah. like it's not, crazy it's because of all the I guess all the events that were happening in Philly like over the weekend so it was a like all see Diner. Oh, God. Actually, you know what? There is one more thing we have to mention. Why don't you mention who you Ubered the other day? Who did I Uber? Yeah. Oh, the UFC um, fighter? Yeah. I, I Ubered two other people, too. But, but, but talk about the other one. You know, the one that matters, not the writers or uh, whatever. Jessica Hagegaard? And you didn't ask her if, she, if she's ever shit herself. I'm disappointed. Because I wasn't thinking. Yeah. I was trying to figure out. Well, to be fair, you should probably be careful with that because she could probably legit kick his ass. No shit. Because he didn't want to be. He didn't want to be a future meme where it's like, yes, this man asked a UFC fighter if they ever shit themselves, and all of a sudden <laughs> she kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> no, she is really respectful. She was really kind. Sucked that she lost her fight. Um. That was a hell of a match. I have it on my DVR. And well, yeah. Anybody that anybody that fights for them obviously is a. Yeah, she now she's twenty and eight, and I think one um, but she's a legit badass, and she she was really kind, and we I took her into the bill um, in right in there and dropped her off, and I told her kick ass and good luck, and she lost. But um, I did pick up a null corner man guy um that night, and I and you did ask about the shit question. No, I he he was just 
Didn't you say that you meant that you mentioned that that's one of the questions no. that you asked? I did that to the Mike on um, the Mike the writer guy for UFC. Yeah. I asked him. I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Dude, that's a funny question." And he's like, "But we were just talking about um, how much I like Joe Rogan because I was a big fan of news radio. Remember that show?" Joe Rogan is such an instigator. Speaking of TV, be sure to catch tonight's episode of NCIS LA with special guests Shane McMahon and Goldberg. Really? Yeah, really. Goldberg is actually a recurring character on that show, and Shane McMahon's a special guest. Oh, that's so weird. We're not going to see the coast to coast, are we? <laughs> coast to coast off the ambulance truck. God, I want to see what his punches look like in an acting show. Wait, wasn't Coast to Coast a cartoon on the Cartoon Network? Yeah, it was. Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Oh my gosh. Dude, I feel like that's what we are, you know what I mean? Like, We're Space Ghost? No, we did a Coast to Coast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> because Fran's definitely Zorak. on that note we're gonna wrap this episode up alright so this is Fran and JCL DB Richards alright see you next week bye everybody you came in the air went out